All righty. Well, to me, this is such a wonderful time of the year. Uh, because of all of the things that we choose to celebrate at this time of year. We just, we choose it. I don't care when it happened. I don't, I mean, there are some significances there. And if you get into it and study it all, you can be blessed and all that sort of stuff, you know. But we choose to celebrate the birth of Christ at this time of year. Now, that was significant for the whole world. For the whole world. That at a certain time, God chose to bring about this event. It was purposed by God. It was in His plan. It wasn't an accident. He didn't just happen to find an available person to bring about the birth of Christ. God had planned this thing from the very beginning. He set it in order. And I'm glad to be a part of it. It's, it's good to look into a few of the nuggets of this wonderful event that's taking place. Hopefully, we can do a little bit of that today. In Galatians chapter 4, beginning, I mean, you can begin anywhere, but verse 4, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. Born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. If you receive it, say, I receive it. Yes, praise the name of the Lord God. How wonderful. How wonderful. All this year, God has been... Speaking to me, and I was so thrilled when he gave me that verse that I have used several times already. And uh, I'm just going to read it. I didn't give it to the guys back there, but uh, uh, I'm just going to read it to you again. Because it has opened my thinking, it has blessed, it has blessed me, I had it marked already, it has blessed me. And Sunday before last. Wasn't it Sunday before last that, uh, yes, it was, because Pete and Sandra were here when the, the guys from uh, came, you know, Teen Challenge came. And, and the microphone was handed to Ron, and he got up, and he came up, and he, he started speaking a little word. And right in his speaking that, he gave a prophecy. Uh, that was pronounced over the group. I don't know who it was for. Ron probably don't know who it's for. I don't know if anybody else knows who it's for. Just, and it could have been for some of us sitting around in the group. And that was that, uh, and there was, there was more, but I'm going to pick out one little thing. 
that there was uh, going to be mission, uh, a mission-minded mission work, a mission something from some of them, that there was going to be a mission thing happen there. And, and that was all a part, kind of, because of what Ron was doing. He was talking about missions the first Sunday of the month. He, he comes up and he speaks something about missions. Well, the sermon today also deals with some of that because in the fullness of time, in a time appointed, in a time set, well, it was a time set. It was Ron's time. You know, when, when, uh, and all the events around the birth of Christ, we, we read how that Zechariah, he, he was, he was the priest. He was going to go in and he was going to burn incense. So, you know, and, and so there was a time set. Uh, Mary came along. She's, she's just a, you know, a virgin girl and she's about to be married. There's a time set. There's a, there's a point there when things are taking place. There was a time for Ron. He came up, he spoke, and in that moment, in that time set that God knew, God put in him a word to be spoken over the group. And God put in, uh, there were shepherds out in the field, and we're going to read in Luke chapter 2, and you can go there if you're following, or you can read here on there as they, as they put it up. There was a time set, and all the host of heaven, this was, you know, it's, it's pretty nice when our time sets and we step to the plate and something's done. But when a time that is set happens and the host of heaven shows up, I mean, we're, we're talking about something Pretty significant. Okay. The host of heaven showed up. So this event is a is an awesome time. It's a it's a wonderful time. It's something that fills our hearts, it lifts our our spirits, it gives us vision, our eyes can see when maybe we didn't see before. Maybe our ears will hear something that maybe our ears hadn't heard before. But our ears Heaven is speaking, and our ears pick up on those those sound waves that are going out. Man has man has uh, accomplished a lot of things in our history. We have voices going out through the air. We have voices going through space. We have that we have done. We have projected these voices round about, but when God speaks, all of, all of the earth hears. There's not a dead space because you're down in the hollow. There's not a dead space because you're behind the hill. There's not a dead space because you're somewhere behind a big, a big building or in a, in a metal enclosed building. There's no dead space because when God speaks, Everybody listens. There's good things that take place. So that's what we're talking about today in Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words 
of this law, or all the words, you might say, all the words that He is speaking to us. What He's speaking in your heart. That, you know, not only are we going to hear it, but He has ordained that we can walk in it. It's, a, it's kind of a reciprocal type thing. You know, when we come to know Him, He speaks to us, and not only do we hear it, but He has put into us, and we can put back out to Him. And it, it, it flows both ways. When He has ordained that when you give. You know, I, you know, I know you, some have maybe messed this up a little bit, or maybe we just heard it so much that we get kind of tired of it once in a while. But the truth is, when you give, He gives. And most of the time, you give only because He first gave. You know, whatever the little circumstance is, not the overwhelming. The overwhelming is that He did give first. But even in the little thing, when you respond to something, it's not because you first heard it. It's because He first said it. And when He first says, and we hear, then we can respond. It's reciprocal. The blessings are coming and going. God is giving and we're receiving. And we can give back. And then He can pour into our hearts and our lives. So, there are some things that were hid. He reveals some of those things. And every day He reveals things. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, He reveals things. And that is the part of what God is doing in all of our life if you know Him in your heart. Your, your spirit's desire, whether, whether you've woken up to this or not, your spirit's desire is to hear and to see. You want to hear and you want to see. And my, my place right now is to so set that on fire. I want to, I want to so put into every heart and every mind. I don't want just some kind of dry wood to throw on the fire. I want to throw fat wood on the fire. I want to throw that that will just explode with the presence of God and the excitement of God. That's my desire. For all of you, for every person, no matter where you're walking, no matter what circumstance you're going through, God has the answer. He has the thing that will, that will give you what your eyes long to see and your ears long to hear. Most of the time, the things we're, we're caught up in are, are, are just because those places have gotten a little empty or a little hollow. So anyway, let's get on. I don't want to get into that. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, <clears throat> Luke chapter 2. Praise God. How wonderful He is. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank You for Your wonderful Word. We thank you, God, that you speak to us mightily through your word and you give us inspiration and you enlighten our path. You give us health to our flesh and marrow to our bone. Lord, it's to you 
that we come to be filled with all things. Your presence. Oh, thank you, Lord God. It's hard enough to see, but we're trying to look through glasses and and uh, uh, everything else too. It's just difficult. Uh, Father, we give you praise. We worship you. It's none like you. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Curius, you can pronounce that however you want to, was governor of Syria. In my, in my mind, he wasn't curious enough. So anyway, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were, get, they were there, the days were, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Now, I'm reading now the New King James. I, I didn't mean, I didn't tell you that back there. I apologize. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, <coughs> Oh, that's mine this time. Yeah. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child, that all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. As it was told them. 
praise the name of the Lord. Timing wasn't a coincidence that all the known world at the time was ruled by Rome, most powerful nation that the world had ever known at that point. That the decision was made to tax people. Quirinius, the governor of Syria. Now, whether he was just wanting more money or whether he was wanting to know what was going on in his, in his area, which all these may have been compiled, it, all these things may have been the truth. Whatever it was, they had decided that this was when they were going to tax the people. And with the decisions, there was all these little things that had to take place. Everybody had to go to their home, their hometown to be taxed, to be registered. And, and, uh, everything to take place. Well, didn't surprise God any. God had it all planned. He had to bring He had to bring Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem some way. He brought them there. Jesus was born there, just like it was prophesied in the Old Testament that it was going to happen. Now, that brings about an interesting topic to me. You know, I've I've read all these things. Many times before, I accepted them just as, well, that's what the Scripture calls it. It's prophecy, it's Old Testament, you know, this, all this happening, it's about Jesus, blah, 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 on and on and on. But the thing is that we are, he, he's the firstborn among many. We are part of the many. And... And this reciprocal, reciprocal thing that is going on here means that we're really connected. And all that was going on in the garden before there was any sin. That, that connection, as God gave, we received, we gave, there was just that... Ooh, I want to test some of this. There was that growth, there was that flowing of the power and the presence of of the kingdom, of the person of God. It was there, there was no, there was not anything (coughs) hindering the flow of God in man. It came and it, it, it was reciprocal. It was getting ready to happen again. It was getting ready to take place again. It was being set up all again. To once again experience the joy of the relationship that was between God and man. 
It was about to happen again. Does that excite you? That, that excites me. I like that. There's something good going on here. <clears throat> so here they are in the city of David. I may have lost a thought there somewhere, but that's okay. <clears throat> we'll go on. Here we are in the city of David in Bethlehem, where God has foreordained that all this should take place. In the lineage of David, <clears throat> you know what? Oh, goodness. I told Billy this morning, I said, I, I like getting in here, but I'll tell you what, it, it's difficult because there's just so many nuggets that you don't know where to lay, which one to lay off over here and which one to go with. You know, there's so much good things going on. Here these shepherds are out in this on this hillside. They're, they're tending the sheep. Now, Jesus is in the lineage of David. <laughs> this is around Bethlehem where David was raised. You know, I just love it. When, when it doesn't bother God one bit to go to the, to the meekest, the neediest, the most destitute, the simplest. Here these shepherds are. They're tending their sheep. David was a shepherd attending his sheep just out on the hillside. And God spoke. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your occupation is. You can be out on the hillside tending sheep or you can be behind an office somewhere dressed in the best of clothes. But God loves you so much, He'll talk right where you're at. He'll speak right to you. He'll come down with the heavenly host and He'll proclaim Jesus right where you are. And He'll tell you all the good things of Christ and, the, and all the things of the Lord. He'll expound to you, He'll enlighten your eyes and He'll open up your ears so that you can hear the wonderful presence of God and that you can see the move of His Spirit. Doesn't matter who you are or where you where you've been or where you're going. God loves you and He's talking to you. He's talking to you. Open up our ears, open up our eyes. Lord, that we can see what you're what you're doing and we can hear what you're saying. Lord, open up to every one of us here. Whatever your appointed time is, whatever you might be doing, right here. <clears throat> whether you stand up before somebody privately or whether you walk in front of this congregation, God can give you a word to comfort, exhort, and edify. And if you don't follow under those things, just tuck it in your pocket. Just tuck it in your pocket and go think on it a while. And God will reveal to you. He's not going to hide it from you. He's going to reveal to you what the Word is. He's going to say to you what that, that, that thing is. Maybe the thing's for you. Maybe it's for your edification. Maybe it's for your ex- exhortation. Before it can ever be for anybody else. 
Maybe it needs to open your heart and your mind before it can ever open anybody else's heart and mind. You know, sometimes we get words, and it's not just right just to jump up all automatically right then and there and proclaim it. I, I, I love those that like to sit and wait on God and hear what God's saying. Because then it can not only edify them, it can, it can edify us. So those are the things that's behind prophecy. God's revealing things. And God revealed things here to, the, to these. And they were out on the fields. And it says, uh, I don't know where I got to. Where did I read to? Does somebody know where I read to? Did I read all the way through to verse 20? I did, didn't I? Okay. We got down to the shepherds, and so here they are. They're out there on the fields, and they're hearing the voice of God. And it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There are these kind of things that I've just spoken about that, that clarify what prophecy is and how it's to be used. Because it is the testimony of Christ. And so right off the bat, in the very first of the very birth of Christ, He's laying down foundations for prophecy. He's laying it down right there. It's very evident. It's very clear. It's not just a Christmas story. He's, he's building foundations for us to recognize and see and walk in. These are, these are all good things. And they're, they're normal things. Just as normal as it was for Ron to get up here and speak right to the body, right to the family. It's so normal. It's so natural. It's so easy. It doesn't have to be, uh, and everybody falls to the floor. It doesn't have to be that. That's wonderful if that happens. But, but it can be just the simplest thing where you are speaking a blessing on somebody. You're speaking an encouragement to somebody. You're promoting them where they are. You're, you're, you're opening their eyes. All the Word of God will open eyes. It'll open hearts. And, and when you do that, when you speak that way, it's encouraging. It's uplifting. It's not just a pat me on the back, you know, I love you. It really is anointed. And the power of God. God's doing these things. And that's what we're supposed to do to one another. We get told by ideas and thoughts and spirits. And the Bible says that we are to, that our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of those spirits and strongholds that try to speak into our mind. God, God is trying to speak into your mind, but the enemy tries to replace the Word of God into our mind, into our ears, and into our eyes. The enemy is speaking things that are not from God. God is speaking things that, that open your heart and your mind to the love of the Father. 
And the love of the Father is real. It's present. It's, it's in us as we walk about the day. And when something is not like that, we can judge it. We can know right there, that's not of God. But the thing that is of God is the things... He says, I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all... Everybody say all. All, all people. Joel said, The sons and the daughters, the servants, the handmaidens, not just those that are wearing a robe walking down Main Street or sitting on the corner being a judge or, or the mayor or, or the, the, the uppity uppity person, the common, the common, all people. The Spirit of God was going to move on all people. When, 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 when Jesus spoke to your heart and, he, and your heart responded to Him and, and said, Yes, yes, that's what I need. Yes, that's what I want. Yes, come into me. When, when your heart opened up and God spoke in there, you became one of those, all people, that can hear the voice of God and can speak life to someone else. That's who you became. He, he brought this, this promise. That would be to all people. A Savior, a Redeemer, a Healer, a Deliverer. Not, not, just, not just spiritually. Now, now, that's exciting. That's exciting. Going from death to life in your spirit. That's so exciting. I, I, that's exciting. But it engulfed your whole, your whole personality, your whole person, every, everything about you. God's not interested in just saving a portion of you. When, he, when you worship Him... He doesn't want you to come and just worship Him with a couple words or, or with a certain portion of your life. He wants all of you. He, God's not interested in sharing you with any other God or, or purpose or idea. You can be sold out completely to God and, and wherever you set your foot. You claim that for the glory of God. Whatever you put your hand to, it can prosper and be good. So God brings all this to us for all people. Joy to all, for all people. A Savior. 
to heal you and to raise you up. I pray that our eyes will be, will have the salve of God. You know, one time Christ put a little bit of spittle and mud into a person's eyes. I don't know about you, but I've had some mud go in my eye before and I don't feel good. Now I don't feel good. But when the salve of God goes in your eyes. If you ever woke up at night with dry eyes and go in and get the, the right stuff and drop it in your eye and how comforting and real. Oh, that feels so good. Well, I don't even hold a light to the salve of God. Because he fills your eyes with visions. I pray that's happening to you. Glory to God on the earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said one to another. Interesting. When God's speaking, there's nobody else talking. That's awesome. But when he finishes, we can't help but talk. We can't help but tell what we've heard. The joy is there. There's, there's life in the words and we can't help but speak the things of God. We might check our words. And if our words are not so happy and not so exciting, maybe we wasn't listening to God. Maybe we hadn't heard him recently. But when we hear God, he changes. He changes our conversation. He changes the content. He, because the connection was changed. And oh, is it so good. God puts good stuff in there. Hallelujah. He says, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came. Now they came and they, they found exactly what they were told they would they'd find. And it doesn't really say this in here. But, you know, there was all down through history, there was prophetic verses and scriptures and in their writings and all that pointed to all this time. And <clears throat> different peoples, you know, we've just been reading stories. Oh, it happened this and it happened that. But, but the thing is, somebody had to be believing something. Somebody was believing things from a long ways back. Somebody had had a little snippet of words. And from what we see, we can read in there, and I'll tell you what, if you've got just one line, and you're, and you're saying it so much that it outlasts you, and it outlasts your sons, and your son's sons, and it goes right on down, not, not, not ten years, but 500 years? Somebody was believing something. Somebody had something that they 
they spoke. And no matter what their day was, when they heard it, that might have been an awesome time at church. <coughs> Boy, they got there and whew, we had a great day at church and we had a word from God. But next week they walk out and, and you know, I wasn't in church over here and, and things were tough over here. But they didn't forget what they heard back there. And they kept proclaiming it. They kept standing in it. What the Word of God was over here at this time and didn't change when it got down here in the difficult time. It's the same Word. It's the same power of God. We didn't relish in it over here and rejoice in the greatness of God over here and then get over here and quit. We stand in the same Word. And not only was it not this one person in his day right down here, but it was this one person and his grandchild way over here, or his great-grandchild. It kept going because... I, somebody heard that back there, and I'm proclaiming it. And I'm going to keep proclaiming it. And they kept proclaiming it. They kept saying it. So there is an important thing about rehearsing the Word of God. And keep on rehearsing the Word of God. Keep The Bible says here, And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. One of the best ways to stay on course is to ponder the Word of God. If we ponder the Word of God, no matter what the difficulty might be in our day, we can stay on course. The winds might blow, the waves might rise up, the current might be opposite to us. But if we ponder the Word of God, we can stay on course. Is that right, Ron? So the Word of God is important. And then the shepherds returned. I don't know any other way to rejoice and be happy than to keep pondering the Word of God and proclaiming all those things that we've both seen and heard. It says they returned, praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. And was told them. Now, we're talking about the birth of Christ, the creator of heaven and earth. But I'm here to tell you that this, this Christ came and paid for our sins, as it says, uh, in a time appointed. He came under the law to pay for all the sins of mankind because he had to. He had to be under the law. He had to suffer just as we in every case, in every circumstance, in every situation, even being circumcised and all this. Although he was not that, he took that on so that he could be the true representative for all of us. And so, there's a lot of teaching there. But so, he did that, that, we, that he could pay for the sin that was requiring death. It had to be. There had to be a perfect shedding of perfect blood 
And Jesus became that. Shed it for us so that we, he could take all of our sin. And, and then we could enjoy and relish in his total victory. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you, God, that you have poured yourself out upon us that we might know you, that we might walk with you, that we might see you, that we might hear you, that we could we can go forth from this place proclaiming what we've seen and heard, that we don't fail to proclaim it, that we don't go out these doors and shut our mouth, that we don't go out these doors and close the door. That we don't go out these doors and, and, and clam up. But God, that every person here can't help but tell that Jesus Christ came. That He rose again from the dead. That He gives us life. That we can know His love and His forgiveness. That we can know the fullness of His, His power moving in us and in our lives. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We give you praise right here in his precious name. Lord, be glorified. Lord, be glorified. Lord, show yourself. Lord, make yourself known. Father, we worship you and praise you. There are none like you, O God. We praise your name. We praise you, Father. You are holy and just and good. You are righteous, O oh God.